Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Pointless Podcast, where we actually kind of like sparkling water. Um, with us today, we have a very uh, You see, guest. since Cameron got I... sold last episode, uh, during the ad portion, we got a replacement. Oh, yeah. So, everyone, w- welcome uh, Russell Bond 08. Uh, hello, everyone. Go <laughs> follow you my say? Instagram at RussellBond8. Thank you. Is it just eight? No, it's o? just eight. It's just eight. Yes. Can you just add the O to. to it? No. Oh. Why not? My 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 email has the zero in it. So just get a new email and transfer literally every single document you've built up over the past few years you've owned it over to it for the yeah. sake of this job. Yes. Come on, Russell Bond. Oh wait, it's 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 your legal name, like. Change your legal name instead of you know Russell, first name Bond, last name Two. Just one. Name. No, no, my legal We're name is Russell Lauren point. John Bond. No joke. You're just you're just doxing yourself. At oh, this by point. the way, I uh, where it was do you like live? Russell John Bond Baronet the first. Uh, I live in um, uh, with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why she's gone. <laughs> Tell her I said hi. I will. Good, 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 good afternoon, Mrs. Nathan's mom. That's my favorite thing to call people's parents, is Mrs. and then the first name of their child and then their appropriate parental title. Funny. Funny. You guys, funny. okay. Speaking oh. of funny and crappy oh, transitions, transitions, today's topic, today's topic is... None other than Mr. Uh, Bo Burnham. I think his first, or I think his real name is like Robert or something. Yes, because Bo um, is short for Robert. Uh, just Wait, a fun fact this. before this we kick right. off. Uh, this was actually the. This I was actually, actually the first episode. Um, I want. I want. Yes, to this is so actually originally the... this podcast is going to be run completely by uh, me using OBS and just screen recording Discord, which is on the trailer. It references it. Uh, however, on I mentioned I think I we we did we mentioned this in the cancer episode, but no, not I, just for recap, I ended up accidentally um, cancer. the the microphone boost for my microphone was really really terrible, so it basically just sounded like I was e raping everyone the entire time, so um, we ended up having to scrap it. And then Austin found this uh, <laughs> thing called Anchor, which is what we use now, and he runs it now. You are you still not at all actually? That? I prefer, I prefer I you tell. running it because okay. now, now I don't have to edit. And also, interesting fact: I was in the first episode, yeah, but have not been in one since and have not listened to a single episode. So yeah. So, because I'm kind of salty Don't about worry. Not that first one. I have not listened to a single episode except. Was that actually? No, the it's reason? not. I just. Oh, I was about to say that would have been really funny. <laughs> I uh, I also haven't listened to any of these episodes. I don't know how my voice sounds, and I don't like listening to it. So. Uh... Well, you know. Funnily we enough, I really like the sound of my own voice. Wow. I'll probably you are listen blessed. to the You are a, you're seriously blessed. For me, like it's my voice Literally. sounds so much deeper in my head than it does in real life. So when I listen to it, I just feel like, oh my gosh, who's that pathetic kid? 
you know um what is it we we recently we recently i um we finally put up our like trailer that just explains all encompassing what this podcast is and yeah um yeah it's only like 30 seconds but it basically we, we we got a new tagline because of it um uh so even though or pp for short is technically our tagline or like mark from a marketing standpoint uh we got a new one which is it's the epitome of put it on in the background while you work i prefer Isn't where feelings lie and dreams go to die that's shark boy and lava girl which i still have not seen that was that was a different ep- that was a different oh wait no we never did oh yeah we forgot that episode uh we ended up uh, we did the spy kids retrospective then after that we all decided to watch shark boy and lava girl together and we found out okay everyone watching do this sometime next time you see that movie watch pause it. at any moment you see mr electric and you will find a great image that's true that man steals the stage Speaking of the stage and really crappy transitions, Glass Wires, where you can, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Linus Texas reference. So, because I'm too lazy to have pre-written a transition, I'm just going to Google up his Wikipedia page and read the first paragraph. I swear, this literally is the exact same thing as the previous, as the, uh, what happened before. Robert Pickerning Bo Burnham. Born August 21st, 1990, is an American comedian, musician, actor, filmmaker, and poet. He began his career on YouTube in March 2006, and his videos have been viewed over 293 million times as of July of 2020. So he's most famous for his comedy, and his most famous part of his comedy is the fact that a lot like uh, Tim Minchin, who's another uh, comic who does similar vein, is that he does a lot of, he writes a lot of original songs specifically for the purpose of his comedy. Um, what I think he's almost kind of like a. What I yes. think actually is most interesting about Bo Burnham that I, I think sometimes gets a little bit overlooked. Like his comedy is incredible. He's definitely my se- second favorite comedian of all time. But something that's overlooked that I think is important is what, that he's I, part of this. Can I cut in? Who's your uh, first? John Mulaney. I'm basic like that. Don't know who um, that is. That's that's fair. I know nothing um, about comedians. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we we get that from your sense of humor. Um, <laughs> Sick burn. So, something that I think is really interesting about <laughs> Bo Burnham and worth pointing out in a Bo Burnham episode is that um, he comes from a generation of artists and creatives that started on YouTube back in the early days of youtube i feel like and you think of um musical artists like jacob collier or Dodie clark that also started both both are famous musicians yeah yeah russell you're uh you're out of our league you know too much i is he like billy joel i don't know who that is heard his name though He's the guy who wrote uh, We Didn't Start the Fire and uh, the one with the really sad, the one song with the really sad harmonica that plays over the video of the frog jumping off the bridge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. As you were about. saying, Russell. Uh, but no, Austin, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in what you think about... Um, we can talk. We're going to talk about Bo Burnham's comedy, obviously. But I'm interested, before we get right. into that, what you think about um, people who start on you and then transition into old media 
So like Bo Burnham did making comedy clips on YouTube, like any comedy YouTuber, and now, well, he went to make actual comedy specials for like Netflix, and now he's a director. I think Bo Burnham stands out to me as like the one YouTuber that made it big, but never really like changed. If that makes any sense. Well, he changed because I see a lot of his for medium. me for me the one that like changed his medium, but never like the the point or the integrity behind his art. And I'm not bashing other people who are like we made something cool here, and we can make money off of it. Yeah. Like that's 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 the dream for a lot of people. I'm not gonna say YouTubers who have decided to monetize. Um, there's the stuff they make and have made, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not saying those people are bad. You know, I'm just saying that like the moment it becomes about making money, whether you want to or not, your objective and the way you go about making stuff is going to have to change because now whether you like it or not, it's a marketing game, right? You're now you actually have to worry about your fans. What's appealing, what sticks, you know? What what's a series that I'm gonna have to keep milking, so that I can keep this thing afloat? And I think that's the dangers of creativity. For me, I for me I always think of Smosh. I used to watch Smosh a lot when I was little. They were one of the like original YouTubers, and it just started off as two guys who were like, let's make stupid videos that can make each other laugh. But like, you see how like you know they got picked up. They made a movie, you know, and now it's like an entire entertainment company that's on a similar level to like Studio uh. Two. Actually, like this 10, is gonna be bad. it's gonna be a bit off topic, but it'll relate soon. Uh, literally right beforeing this, for those who don't know, there's a YouTube channel that I watch that's just gaming videos called Alpharad, and they have a side channel oh, yeah. known as Alpharad Plus, where the main channel is where his full edited content that he actually puts a ton of effort into is, and his side channel is where he and uh, his friend Joe, as well as a couple other co-hosts, basically just kind of shitpost for an entire 30 minutes every once in a while. However, it's become a case where it's basically like a podcast in itself with with just gameplay in the background, even though they're lively playing it. And there's tons of terrible ironic humor amongst it. But the reason I'm bringing this up is literally I was watching an episode of this right before we recorded, and they br- brought up, uh, he brought up specifically the case of a modern day example of this could be Ninja and how he recently, uh, oh, about yeah. how specifically the YouTuber was oh, right. talking about how Alfred was talking about how he's getting to the point as a YouTuber where he's becoming more and more famous and he has more and more of a disconnect with his fans. Which he doesn't, however, when he sees somebody like Ninja, Ninja is no longer a human being to a lot of people. He's just a, he's just a figure. Well, I think it's important when we're engaging in content that people create for us that no matter how genuine it feels you've got to be sure that you understand that they're sharing the part of themselves that they want you to see so ninja now feels totally like a corporation to us because we're not in his target demographic a 12 year old might see ninja as someone that's being honest with themselves now we look at bo burnham for example to take it back to the topic and we some see someone who has really shared a lot of himself and he has however he's a successful intelligent creator everything that he has shared he has done so because at that time he wanted to share it 
and that could be for artistic mm. purposes or for monetary gain depending on how cynical you are i would prefer to say that it's for um artistic purposes and for educational purposes to show people you know what life in comedy is like in some ways and i think that's the power of by bo barnum and, and um i but i think i think it's essential for anyone that consumes any type of content whether that's old form media or youtube that when you're watching i don't know pewdiepie or jacksepticeye it seems like they're your friend that they're you know being like you know everything about them but they have lives this is their job and they're very good at their job that's why they have you know in pewdiepie's case like over a hundred million subscribers because he knows the part of himself to show that keeps people interested i think it's also like why i youtube has always i've always like never tried to become much of a content creator i you know i I, I, I have a channel that I just post stuff that I've made. Follow Shady Neighborhood on Films site. on YouTube. No, you better stop. Is there a point but is Ray that doesn't you know, want to? The whole point is that, like, I, I, I've been on YouTube long enough, and I know the way that trends work, that, like, if I really wanted to, I could probably, like, within a couple of years get a decent channel, you know, like, makes, like, I mean, like, it wouldn't be that hard. I just have to do something in, like, I mean, I could probably do something like a commentary slash reaction channel, and there I'm set for the rest of the YouTube's foreseeable future. But it's like I don't want to do that because, as cool as it would be to have a fan base like that, at that point I would just be making myself popular for the sake of being popular. You become a commodity. To, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not creating content because I have a passion for it or because. I suddenly have a fan base that is taking, you know, passion in what I create. I just created something for the sake of having adoration. And that's the thing that's like always, because like the content I would want to make for YouTube, I don't think it suits what YouTube has become anymore. I think like back in the day, I'd circa 2009 to about, I want to say 2013. Is probably when what I would want to make for YouTube would probably best fit, which is short film stuff, mm. because that's when you see a lot of those like classic like short films of people who just like discovered Adobe After Effects and are figuring out how to implement you know life size Lego minifigures into these live action settings. I would I would point something out to that though. I think when we're talking about hearkening back to an older age of YouTube, I would say that that platform that youtube still exists it's just not the main thing that youtube has to offer anymore oh no yeah um, and it's certainly not the thing they push so much more mainstream i think i mean i think you look at what it, i think all it really takes to see what youtube has become is to just log out of your account and sign into youtube from like an incognito tab or something it's like what is the first thing 
like if this was the first time you had ever logged onto the site, what do you see? What you see is like light, the trending know, tab. Yeah, you see like a bunch of you see like the trending, trending tab. tab. You see all these like talk shows. You see like and Stephen um, Colbert, Ellen DeGeneres. I wanna I wanna shed light on this even more. So I basically learned uh, Russell. You have to listen up. Basically, for uh, for <laughs> it's it's gonna it's a weird tangent. For Android devices, there's what's a version of YouTube, which it's an app that's open source called NewPipe, I believe. And the entire point is it's supposed to bring a different kind of YouTube experience, and it was made for devices that are, it was made for the de-googled phone, de-googled Android phones, which if you don't know, uh, for Android, it, Android is open source, meaning that all of its code is on the internet completely. And... Uh, so, however, people, the reason Google makes it that way is so that way people can implement the Google apps into their new, into their new phone or whatever, because they use Android and they add all of the Google apps of which then uh, Google then feeds into its database. The app NewPipe is supposed to counteract that and other de-Googled phones are supposed to counteract that by giving you a version of Android that does not have any Google services, period. I've been using it because just get a Hawaii. Phone. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely great app, and it's just better than YouTube because it implements downloading the videos for free, it has captions, it has everything. But however, because it doesn't track your data, there is no recommended. All I have are my subscriptions, and the trending tab. Ooh. And it's surreal because you 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 can turn YouTube into that. You know that's that's just don't give. There's um options in google in google settings to not record any history whatsoever well yeah so just with some quick modifications however you can turn even the YouTube it gives you a recommended of what your previous history was no it doesn't i if, mean if i've you done tell that it to not if you tell it to not record your history it won't record your history it's required by law oh that, that's what i mean it doesn't record your history but it, it just keeps recommending you stuff based off your previous history that are already recorded Maybe based off of the video that you're watching right then, but yeah. not anything beyond that. Yeah, yeah, but it still gives you a recommended list like based off of what you've already give given them, is what I'm trying to say here. This literally removes the entire recommended tab completely from it. There is no homepage. In addition, it also just doesn't have advertisements as a like. I think the app currently is down for maintenance, so it's a bad time for me to be referencing it. Uh, but it's it's a great app. Anyone that has an Android phone, download it. It's not on the App Store. You have to download it from the internet because it's one of those apps. That all open source apps are on there. If you have FDroid, which is the open source app store, it's on there. It's the most popular apps on there. Uh, however, I was referencing this because it kind of reminded me how the trending tab, the only like thing that was related to me in the slightest in the trending tab were Mr. Beast videos. That's it. Oh yeah, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. I forgot about him. You guys should do an episode about Mr. Beast and how he's literally taken advantage of every part of YouTube and made his money from that. Because that's very exactly. That that's, is true. That's for another day. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very very cautious to talk about like wider YouTube other than outside of the content that I appreciate, which is very varied. Like I watch. You know, yeah. some gaming content, even though I don't play any video games, really. And I watch late-night content. I watch a bunch of different things. And then I, I also, you know, scroll through TikTok even more than I use YouTube at this point. But Chinese I, spyware. <laughs> but I think the, 
the 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 end point of kind of saying that and i don't want to say that you're saying this nathan because i don't think you are but i think kind of what people end up saying is you know popular thing bad you know i'm so quirky yeah i don't like you know i don't i don't I'm really not get like that. the like, other girls yeah if we take it out of youtube for a second and put it in a different context you know you think about music and i know nathan you don't really listen to music but austin i know you do to some extent some extent. like there's some people who like certain types of music that aren't as popular hate on it, yeah. the people that like the popular music like if you're listening to i don't know ariana grande or um Justin Bieber or something someone who's got a degree in music is more is is likely to have a certain level of scorn for you and I don't I don't like that I that doesn't settle well for me and not I, I mean I personally don't really listen to any Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber or that much popular music I listen to some but not that much and it's mostly just whatever I get through memes then I, uh, yeah. my, worth mentioning real quick that in the previous point that Mr. Beastman, I was not knocking on him at all. I actually watched that video and the rest of the trending tab was literally just late night talk shows, which I personally never liked those because of how not popular bad, but corporate bad because there's corporateness to them. Oh, that's true. And yeah, that's, that's a good point. You know, this, this, our generation, like our age, you know, 17 year olds. I don't know. I guess you guys yeah. are 16 or something. Um, You've doxed <laughs> so much about yourselves, Austin. It's too late. Or doxed is the previous is the correct term. Yeah, we're not ddosing. Yeah, we're not ddosing. Um, yeah, no. Um, but I think this we do not like this corporate content. But it would be interesting, and I'm uh, this is just off the cuff. I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this. What about Gen Alpha? What about the people that are like? you know nine years old right now and youtube you know i don't want to say popular bad i just have my whole disclaimer about that but youtube is becoming very corporate mm -hmm. and so they aren't growing up with this indie type you know oh, that's environment. True. and to be honest we're so i wonder if our generations like our little age groups indie spirit is going to be lost on the younger it kids. It is also See, it's, it's also worth mentioning that we are the last specific year of age group, like maybe a couple others, but we're. I would say that we're probably like a maybe like a ballpark of the last actual age group that is a part of the indie era because we came in at the end of it. You see, I think it's interesting because I feel yeah. like millennials grew up with the and. Um, but, uh, I feel like Gen Z grew up with the birth of social media. Mm. I think, I mean, like, I, YouTube literally came out a year after I was born. I grew up with YouTube. And what's interesting right now is, like, a lot of YouTubers today are people who also grew up with YouTube a couple of years ago. Because now, like, it wasn't pioneering. They were, like, they understood the platform because they had literally been raised with it. But what's interesting about Gen Alpha is that now they're living in a world where not only YouTube isn't just indie for the people who are creating on it, but the people who use it. 
and it's just an established However, thing. specifically when it comes to the content for Gen Alpha, it seems to be a completely different type thing where uh, you see uh, you see a lot more of the content creators such as Ninja. I I hope there aren't any people that still watch, you know. Uh, I don't know specifically about their content since I haven't paid attention that much, but I have heard about some of the bad things between Jake Paul and Logan Paul. I don't know. I literally group them together. I don't even know the differences between their names, but I do know. I forgot who it was. Has I, I do know that they're, from what I've seen of them, that they're pretty bad influences on young kids. Well, Jake Paul and Logan Didn't Paul one of them were specifically get more influencers for our age, just to put that out there. Huh. Like, they they were Didn't more one active of them get back arrested in, like, at a riot because they were stealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think or... one of them was... Uh, one of them, I don't think he got arrested, but I think he was about to get arrested because he was rioting just for the sake of um, gits and shiggles during the, uh, you know, the entire Black Lives. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even. He wasn't even rioting. He just. He just straight up just. Yeah, he straight stuff. up just went to. He went to stores and straight up because since there was the entire uh, Black Lives Matter situation was going on early this year, he just went out and literally just started committing crimes, saying it was for awareness, and then posted it onto YouTube. And yeah, he didn't commit any crimes himself, but he say. sat there and he made fun of with the people who were making crimes, which I'm sorry. But if your age group is mostly kids, because the people that still watch him are still kids, that's terrible. Like, come on, man. You have a responsibility yeah. of your viewers, and you need to influence them. But see, the, here's the problem. That's a scary thing. We have old form. Like that. Sorry? I was just going to say that, like, that's the scary thing about a platform like that. Is that you... You... I mean, I don't think... A whole lot of people who are big on YouTube started making stuff on YouTube to be famous. I think that's certainly changed this year. I mean, like these past few years, now that it's become, you know, more common with the fact that this can be a job, a career, a thing that can like launch point uh, you into other stuff. But I think like those people kind of have because like they look at it like I just want to make you know, silly, you know, videos for people to entertain them. Now suddenly I have this massive platform, which is great for the stuff I want to make, but now it means that I also have influence. So things I can say in passing, things that I don't acknowledge, things that I do acknowledge, will have a great effect on people who both, who both like and do not like me. And that's honestly kind of almost what happened to Bo Burnham, because a lot of his... um I kind of divide his man. work. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I, I, I kind of I, I kind of divide his work into uh like a almost like a three act structure, because it's very similar to um, because he he had three shows and I think it's really interesting watching those three shows. It's almost like three acts in one thing, because the first one um is his first words, 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 and um. Comedy Central. Right, and you could sort of see, like, I feel like he was one of the only YouTubers that ever, like, branched out of YouTube and did so very successfully. Because you see a lot of those YouTubers like Fred and Smosh, and, like, they made, like, movies or books or stuff, and it just, like, it never, like, nobody, like, like what's the thing? It's like, you, people always say, you never buy a YouTuber's book. 
Right. Some, Bo Burnham has always struck out to me because he he always um he was one of those people that always seemed to like transition and almost did so naturally. Like if like I could have honestly believed you if you had told me he'd never even been a YouTuber because of how like well he seemed to fit into the scene he jumped into. And the thing about words is that you can kind of see that reflected. I feel like a lot of that just kind of a lot of that show kind of features that sort of almost. I wouldn't say quite naive, but it certainly features that like up and coming artist touch to it. You certainly feel that he's like this kid who's. I want. I mean, uh, even right repeat now. Repeat your point. Your mic. Just even like at the time. Sorry, I cut out there. Sorry, I don't want to say that. Like, I don't want to call him a kid because, like, even at that point, he was still older than me. But you certainly seem like he's this person who was excited to be a part of this industry, to have this platform, and to be able to branch out into the thing and to present his work in a new light to a new audience. And um, as you kind of see his other shows, his second show out was uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was his second show, and then also his final uh, live show, which was Make Happy. It's kind of interesting to see how his almost his evolution is kind of almost blatantly put out there um, with his work. And I don't think we ever took the time really to even mention the kind of work, work he makes. See. We should probably do that. Well, um, I have a list. Yeah, of just a couple like of songs a description of the kind of here. Um, let me let me give half. a quick description. Yeah. Of kind of what what he's all about from someone who doesn't know as much as Austin knows about him. So Bo Burn started on YouTube as a person who makes comedy shorts in musical form. So he's a funny singer songwriter man, and um. His shows, his live shows, of which there are three that have been recorded and put on the internet in different forms, um, are basically um, a stringing together of these songs that um, are comedic. So, yes. And now... In fashion. Not to spoil anything, but after his 2016 Netflix special, Make Happy... He um, quit comedy, stand-up comedy, and that kind of musician life he was living, and now is a director, and his film Eighth Grade was um, released to um, widespread critical acclaim, um, according to Wikipedia. And Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he is now in the directing world. I've also, I have also heard that he is currently working to... Um, funny enough, uh, write songs for a planned Sesame right, Street feature film. But also actually good. I would expect him to make do good with those. Alright, well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and cut to commercial real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna sort of dive in depth bum, into bum, some bum. of his works, so be right back. Anywho, uh, I, I see yeah. I have a question for you. Uh, Whatever happened to Canada? Uh, Konnichiwa. I was taking a trip to Taiwan, so like, yeah. 
what what oh, happened yeah. to those guys that how did <clears> it go t- took you away oh they were really nice yeah they treated me to like a, a few drinks of fruit punch you're underage hire some new ones fuck <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you manage to get a glimpse um, of the PlayStation 5? Actually, Japan decided... <laughs> Same thing. But you went to Taiwan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize to anyone in the audience. I can't do this, I can't do that. We're recording, do you want to redo this? You know what? I can't do this. You know what? You know what? I think I want a refund. I think We're redoing I this want a refund. Second half of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, you. That's racist. Boy. Who are you? Also, Cameron's back. It's okay. Be- Cameron's back. Does everyone say oh, hi. Yeah, Cameron's back. Bye. Hi. No. no oh, is no. he leaving? Do you actually okay. have to go? By the way, oh, Russell, okay. you're you can join us for the rest episode. of us. We're discussing. Okay. He just, didn't he just talk about how he was like salty because he got fired? Wait, he got fired? The pilot. Remember the pilot? An Abra. I'm playing Pokemon. Anyways. Alright, well, I guess we're gonna go ahead and discuss some of my personal favorite songs from Bo Burnham, and uh, you guys can tell me if you have. if you actually listen to them because I told you to. Okay. <laughs> on a trip alright so I have no idea when it was released but his very first as we could discuss earlier you know his very first uh, <laughs> his very first uh, what's it called his very first comedy special was one by the word by the name of what 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 and, what, I mean, what words what? words wow. words my bad and Pumping it's up, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting what 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 because it's hey. technically it was only ever it was it was on comedy it was on Comedy Central and I think it's the only one I have not seen in its entirety because it's the one that's most hidden like in an obscure place. You either have to like buy it off of YouTube or just track it down. The other two, what was um, the second one was put on YouTube for free, and then Make Happy was um, put on Netflix, and I think What is also on Netflix, but I mean it's free on YouTube, so there's not really much incentive there. Um, I kind of view them as interesting to see like how his work has evolved over the course of those three shows. Like I said, I feel like the first one certainly has like that. Uh, he 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 almost kind of seems to make fun of it in the opening to I think it was Make Happy, um, where he he makes a joke about magic not being real uh, during his like magnificent opening number. To make happy, and then it, uh, he says something along the lines of uh, Bo's 19 year old cynicism seemed to melt away, which is kind of how I view a lot of his song earlier works. I think mm, maybe not, but I, I feel like somewhat they do certainly feel a lot more edgier. 
I think over time he started. It's interesting. Uh, uh, the more successful and the more prominent his work became, it's clear to see that, like, almost like it seems like comedy seemed to be. It's very clear that he started using comedy as a platform to talk about other messages, which is something that I'm hoping to delve into. So I'm actually gonna bring up a couple of some of my personal favorite works of his that I recommend to you all. So, oh, whoops, I scrolled a little too far up. Uh, here we go. So um, he, one of his, he's actually delved into a couple different genres with his works. So one of his, he's actually done a couple of songs about rap. Well, both uh, literally about rap and rap songs. He did a song that's making fun of rap culture. He makes a fun a lot of different music. He made fun of pop music. He made fun of country music. He made fun of rap, as I just said. So, but this one's more so like one of his songs that really sort of peels back uh, the thing. That's it's not very funny at all, and I, it's very interesting because this is a song that he used to end off. Even though he did three comedy special, he did a multitude of other like shows live, and um, according to reports, this is a song that he would use to close off. A lot of the smaller shows he did um, earlier on in his career, and it's a song by the name of uh, just Nerds. You know, I don't know. Have any of you guys actually? Did any of you guys actually listen to this song? No, I can't say though that my favorite song of his is the one that's titled "A World on Fire." That's a pretty good song. Okay, that one's really just that's the one. Just okay. So Nerds is really interesting because it's this really strange song. That's just—it's almost like there's just like this song of just like a high school kid who's like lashing out, and um, it, it, the whole song is just him, like, almost like venting frustrations about being in high school and never really connecting. Which is interesting because Bo actually discussed once that um, he went to an, uh, I think he said he went to an all boys high school and that he wasn't really bullied so much. So this song has always really been interesting to me because it's almost like it's um, it's almost like it's Bo reaching out to those um, black sheep in his audience that he's trying to connect with those people that have kind of like stuck out with the sore thumb. I mean the the last song of not just the chorus but of I think yeah the entire song is uh is, I know it's bad. Kid, I got your back, kid. Something along those lines. It's really interesting for me because he he's discussed that he wasn't particularly bullied very difficult. I mean, very hard when he was younger and around that age. But it's it's almost I think kind of in a way. I mean, I mean, like you said, Russell. You know, you always have to interesting to frame this. But I think it's interesting. Even even if it's what he wanted to show, that it's 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 interesting that he would write a song that's almost. For as much as personal deep dives as he does with his work, it's really interesting to me to see a song that's almost like him reaching out to people who have had it hard in his audience. Um, so that one's always been really interesting to me. Nerds. Um, I kind of like the cat. It's, it's it's uh, it's interesting because a lot of Bo Burnham's work is very very. Uh, for lack of a better word, it's just very vulgar. So, uh, watch at your own discretion. Um, I'm personally viewing it from the artistic standpoint, and I think that sometimes with art, you do gotta be a little out there. So, uh, next up on our list, we have Channel Five News, oh, the musical. One. This was really interesting. 
This one's really weird. You guys, you okay? You remember this one? Yeah, this yeah. I, I didn't actually watch the from the thing, but I basically uh, in my YouTube recommended. Well, I still had one. I um, I saw a lot of animatics and that is true. A lot of his and I saw one of sure. Channel Five News song. I was just like, wow, it's a pretty pretty good song. It always, I don't know, it always reminded me of something that would like a rock band sing, personally. But, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm not really sure what it's trying yeah, to... Yeah, I will say that it feels like it has, If it sounds like a topic that I need a lot of commentary. However, I feel like the actual commentary is a little bit disjointed. Like, I, I, I didn't actually, I couldn't actually fully process it. I think it's interesting because I, I remember, like, I could never exactly pinpoint, like, what it is exactly he was trying to say, which I think is always interesting. I think art is boring when you can just say, like, oh, this is exactly what it meant. But it, this one always felt weird to me because um, he says stuff along the lines of, you know, uh, like, uh, there's one line where it's like, we got violent sex and drugs and it's awesome because all of it's real. And I've always thought it was strange that, well, that line particularly stuck out to me because it's almost like, subliminally by it's almost to me like he was saying like subliminally by the news heavily featuring this stuff like like what what does it what are they gain like i think the way the news frames tragedy is and really yeah I th- it's I mean, a repeating we, line as well it comes up several times as well as during the uh, a, a certain main part of it and the entire i believe the commentary in it is it's a mix where it also it shows how desensitizing news could be this time in a negative manner about how it features all of these terrible things that happen simply for the sake of um simply for the sake of getting people to watch it's literally directly referencing this phrase no news is good news that's Um, true if there if you uh... go on a news channel ever you're gonna find either something terrible happened there is some uh, the weather, awful weather, or politics, which is typically inaccurate yeah. all the time. I mean, never, n- I'm just rule of thumb: never ever get your um your political information from the news. I don't know where to get your political information from. It's why I avoid politics. But ah, uh, okay, okay. Russell, you're educated. Uh, Explain to me where to get political information. YouTube definitely the best place. Huh, I, I I zoned out there for a second because I have something called mental issues. Yo, say. Um, <laughs> I was wondering why you were so quiet. I was like, uh, am I the? Did, did everybody just? You know what? Yeah. Like my grandmother always no, says. Um, but but quiet. but I felt summoned. When I, I felt summoned to say yes. that, and you're welcome to cut all this out. But if you don't leave this part in where I'm talking about cutting this out. Um, <laughs> but something important to all the listeners and to everyone else in this call. He is it is very important the ball. to be politically informed. It is very important to be politically informed. If you think the news is lying to you, then I, 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 I don't know what to say. Because if, the new, if you cannot trust certain news organizations then democracy will not work. Yeah. So you have to find news organizations that are um, worthy of your attention. So for me personally, that's um, the BBC, that's The Economist, that's good, and that's yeah. The New York Times. 
Um, Cameron, what do you think? Uh, I think that I don't know anything about politics other than what I learned nice. from Dreg on YouTube. Okay. Perfect. What? Okay. Channel Five News is also really interesting to me because of what happens halfway through the song. Yeah, this is what I was referencing. So halfway, so halfway through the song, um, the like is like, it's like the they 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 um they're like all right now we're gonna go to our weather guy uh, Max and he's like uh, Max and it's like there's no thing it's like the this audio cuts out and it's all distorted and it's all a song you know so it's it's all auditory, but then it's like. It's like almost like the thing's gone off air, like something's wrong, and then it cuts back, and it's Max, uh, you know, and he's all like, um, it's almost like he's gone off the edge, this Max character, and he's just, he's almost like not filtering what he's saying, you know, it's like, uh, we didn't catch this impending disaster, uh, maybe it's natural, maybe it's God. And over over the course of when he's just spouting all the stuff of what sounds like something that a broken man would be saying, you can hear someone that's maybe it's like the producer or somebody, but somebody's like he's going off script. We got to cut to commercial or something. And um, just when things start getting honestly kind of like uh, like frightening almost, it cuts back to you know normal like oh what's and that? it's worth mentioning oh, that's what i mentioned where he says that same line again you have sex blood yada yada and it's awesome because all of it's real but now in a negative tone yeah it's really interesting I, i'm not entirely sure what it's trying to say about the news because i don't think it's saying like you know don't watch I, I, you know like people always tell you don't watch the news but i i i think that's one song that you really have to take away for yourself what he's trying to say yeah uh next up we have one that's a personal favorite oh, no. of mine of that um this one yeah uh i like stuff. that one repeat it's stuff. a good one it's <laughs> um it's definitely not one for people who are like not into like uh absurdist i i mean i i would certainly classify the music video and a lot of material from the song is what i refer to as absurdist horror where it's just it's not really it's just it's just scary for the sake of being scary however i don't say message is a message that needs to be said it's um by the way the technical name for that is anti-humor anti-humor is Um, it just i I always thought anti-humor was like the original meaning of why did the chicken cross the road where it's not supposed to have a punchline this is more so no no anti-humor has a punchline but the punchline isn't funny it's funny because of how unexpected. Yeah, exactly. This isn't that. I've always seen this as it's not as much of a punchline as it's just horror for the sake of horror, and the horror also loosely plays it to the point. It's not. Yeah. I don't. I never um, saw I think, a comedic I, tone. Well, anti humor doesn't it is, have a comedic tone. I think. So, I think. Just, yeah. We're not. No, not not anti. Not anti humor, as in um, horror. Horror. horror as in scary yeah no, i think I a lot a lot of the like the one like oh, referring oh, 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 to the sorry, part like at the end of the song we're gonna this is gonna make it sound so much worse spoilers so the part at like the end of the song gonna ruin all the build-up where he visits the girl's house uh sees her and drips her heart out and eats it yeah 
that's so perhaps we should give some context. I guess. So repeat stuff is repeat stuff is a song that's all sort of a decon. Like I said, he's made a lot of songs that make fun of a lot of、um, genres of music, and this is one of them. And repeat stuff is all about making fun of pop music and how a lot of reason of、um, it's a specific uh, section. I mean, it's it's just a, specifically the section where where you think about it, where like the original like Justin、girls. Bieber, One Direction, the people where it's just all love songs that appeal to these young.、Uh, Pubescent teenagers, prepubescent, pubescent. You get the point. These young girls, which isn't to, are、yeah. going through puberty and want to feel loved by someone, and they listen to the song and it's like, "Wow, baby girl, you're great," and it, it, and it makes them love the the pop star. However, it's deconstructing it because a lot of just corporate bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.、Um, I think repeat stuff is one that's always particularly stood out to me because, like, it, it it's not just making fun of it. Like, if you removed a lot of the horror, like, creepy stuff that happens in it, like, it could totally fly by because it it still follows like these song conventions of like the four progressive chords that literally everybody uses. And it references And, that.、Um, it's still. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's re- it's weirdly meta. It's like scary, but a lot of it's so like, with that entire horror aspect. Like, the way it works is, the song starts out with him. For well, if there's a there's a difference between the live performance and the actual music video. I'm gonna be going off the music video because I personally prefer it. However,、yeah. um, in the music video, he's sitting there in a car with his all of his friends, and there's the girl who's there. He's just standing there, you know, all、uh, boy, you know,、uh, pop star boy fashion. He's like, "Wow, I love your yada yada yada." And the thing I love most about you is that you're dumb enough to get. I need to look up the lyrics because I'm just going by memory. Oh,、uh, what is it? I love your hair. I love your name. I love the way you sing. Oh, but most of all, I love the fact that you were dumb enough to not realize that everything I've said before has been has used been... in every single love song at all the same chords. Over and over again,、yeah. and playing the same、uh, four chords. It is. It is. I think a very uncomfortable experience if you're not used to that sort of black humor. Yeah, dark、But、humor. I think is the it's the name for it. That's the name for it. Anti humor、right. is. A joke without a punchline for the sake of not having a punchline. No, dark humor no, is. Humor, no, 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 no. Anti-humor is. Well, I guess this technically classifies as both dark anti. and anti. But anti-humor is like, why did the kid drop his ice cream? Because he got hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I guess that counts. That's as a ca- that car humor, counts. Like, it's however, doesn't... it's funny because it's dark and it's unexpected. The anti-humor is the unexpected part. The dark humor is the fact that he got run over. No, the that's both argue... anti-humor. Like we can we can argue about this as much as you. We want, all have agree、um, to disagree, or I could just. I, I mean, it does, so what really matters in the end、Wikipedia. is when you use the terms to be more as correct as possible. So I'll take your I'll take what your guys' thoughts are in the situation to heart, and so that way I can more so use everything more easily when it comes to talking about the subject. Wow, personal growth. That's illegal. We, we, that's we illegal. That's it. illegal. You can't do、it. that. We love it. We love it.、Um, I think it's also so as as the song goes on, it slowly delves more and more into. I think part of it is that it's also like 
he 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 also plays into the creepy aspect for the sake of the comedy. Like um, he really uh, some of the creepy parts obviously are not meant to be taken seriously. Like, like it's almost like some of it is like almost like he's almost kind of making fun of people who are like like those uh you know like edgy people who like put like 666 in their username or something he's like he's like the weak will the strong will be made weak and the weak shall bow before me swag so next thing we should mention that's important is the chorus before the chorus as i like to say uh which is the part where he basically let me let me look up the lyrics the pre-chorus i think it's called right russell yeah, that's what those are called. Here. Do you have it? Did you post it? Yeah, I did. That's just the video. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want the actual lyrics? I think it's... Uh, and just in uh, Discord, this is the specific ref- part I'm referencing. Uh, I-, I hope you don't think that I'm rude when I tell you that I love you, boo, and I also hope that you don't see through. Yeah, uh, it's a cleverly constructed ruse, my marketing online. team cashing in on puberty and low self-esteem, and girls' desperate need to feel loved. I, that's, it's, America says, says the entire. I world. mean, it's it's that's it. That's the whole thing. It's that it's just it's a corporate um, branding, and I I, I I I like the fact one of the things is that he's like, he's not. I appreciate that he doesn't only ever single out like these one things. Like he's not saying that only pop music suffers from this. He d- he has other works that like talk about, but he, he sort of discusses like why all of like why these specific songs generate like what their demographics are, and how they're harmful to them. Not just from an artistic perspective, but also for like these consumers that are essentially being lied to their face. So. Um, yeah, that's repeat stuff. Well, uh, no, very, I want to construct the song more, because oh, I really like the song. The next verse has to deal with, for, then it has the main chorus, which is just, America says we love a chorus, but don't get complicated and bore us. Though meaning might be missing, we just need to know uh, the words after listening to, uh, after just one just listen. One so, listen repeat stuff at, for a bit. He just says repeat stuff for a very long time to a catchy tune. for, Which is actually a real, um, musical thing yeah that's i mean i mean like even people i mean uh russell i think you showed me either you showed me this video or i saw it as a result of when you showed me but uh it's by the youtuber sideways you remember him who talks a lot about just musical deconstruction and he talked about like how um no matter what the more you hear a song the more you are eventually going to um probably like it the simple fact of the matter is Closure. songs that feature repetitive yeah like that's why songs that are overly repetitive always get stuck in your head because it's a lot easier to memorize that simplistic you know repeating melody however because it's become it becomes a, because it's a standard that repeating has lost it's lost all actual meaning to a song you can make a repeating chorus that has meaning like now for example however um when it comes to its normal usage, it's literally for the sake of maybe a single point being said over and over again, or there literally is no point to say the same words over and over again so you can remember it. Uh, hey guys, um, this was getting to be kind of long, so we're gonna have to cut this up into 
two parts. The second part is going to hopefully be up by next week. It should be up next week by the regularly scheduled time. Um, hope to see you there, and uh, thank you once again for joining us here on the Pointless Podcast. Have a good rest of your day, and if it's night, go to bed.